Hello everyone, this is Drew Sinesco from the Gentleman's Podcast. Just wanted to say thanks to everybody who was listening. Uh, we're now on iTunes officially, so if you look us up on the iTunes Podcast app on your phone, you should be able to find us there at the Gentleman's Podcast. This week's episode, we've got um, our takes on the newest brawl that came out between the Steelers and Browns. I think you guys are going to like that. And then our takes on our shitty jobs that we've had growing up. So that's pretty fun, too. Um, then we're going to end with shit you see on Twitter and Gentleman's Choice. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, let's get into the show. Thanks. All right, so we're going to get into our NBA focus topics here. Uh, first take style again. And here we go. So we've got four lined up here. We've had some crazy stuff happen in the last two weeks uh, and across all leagues. So we're going to start out with the NFL. I think everybody saw the Steelers versus the Browns brawl. Probably one of the worst fights in the NFL in the last five years or so, I would say. Um, It stirred up some controversy. So the question here, who was more in the wrong? Mason Rudolph or Miles Garrett? And then added on to that, do you think Mason Rudolph deserves a suspension too? Um, me personally, I mean, the, I, to me, I don't think there was, I think they were both equally to blame for, you know, being in the wrong the most. Um, I think Mason Rudolph was just having a really shitty game. He threw like four picks. Um, and I think he tried to take his frustration out on a, a lineman who ended up tackling him to the ground. You know, as you can see on the video, like it's, you know, it's it's almost a couple of days past now where you can see like, well, <laughs> very, very clear <clears throat> that um, Mason Rudolph was the one that tried to take off Miles Garrett's helmet first. Mm-hmm. Granted, Miles Garrett, when, you know, when he pulled uh, Mason's helmet off, you know, and he swung on him with it and actually he made contact with them. Yeah. You know? um, I don't mean to laugh, but at the same time, like it is kind of funny because like when you watch the video in full speed, you don't really see the helmet connect with Mason uh, Mason Rudolph. Instead, he like throws his hands up in the air and he's like, "What the hell?" Like you know, like to the ref. And the ref's like a little guy, you know. Who's gonna stop a six eight, two hundred and seventy pound man from like coming at you? Other than your lineman, who actually right. did diffuse the situation. Like but I mean, yeah, I was gonna say I, w- I wouldn't even say diffuse the situation. I'd say stop the situation for you know like a minute and yeah. then it picked back up, you know. But as for who is in the wrong more, I don't I don't really have an opinion. I think um, Mason started it, Miles Garrett finished it. Yeah. Do you think that Mason was deserving of a suspension too? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I think I think uh, I think both organizations I read only got fined $250,000 each and they're multi I want to say they're almost billion dollar corporations, you know, or or, or, or franchises, forgive me. But I mean, 250k to you know for that is like literally like 20 cents out of yeah. the Browns and the Steelers. But yeah, Mason Rudolph should have definitely gotten that suspension. Probably maybe not as many games as Miles Garrett. Obviously, Miles Garrett's done for the season. But I think Mason Rudolph probably could have gotten maybe three, four games. You know, to just 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 to come back for like the last two, I believe. Yeah, I just think it's I don't know it's tough because you saw there's footage that leaked of Mason on uh, when he got tackled he was trying to rip off Miles 
um, his helmet. So that led Miles to possibly taking off his helmet. So I could see both sides of it. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you you don't take a guy's helmet off and hit him with it. You know, that seems like yeah. it's kind of extreme. So he, I think they're both deserving of suspensions. But I mean, Miles definitely is deserving of one a little bit more. I mean, as a, yeah, you're a quarterback, you're frustrated, you're throwing picks, and it looked like kind of a late hit, and he kind of he looked like he slammed Mason pretty hard. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure like if you're if you're a quarterback, you're having a rough game, you're losing to the Browns of all people, of all teams, like, and, you know, you're getting slammed to the ground. You're probably pretty pissed. So, and Mason had a, didn't Mason have a concussion earlier this season? I believe so. Yeah. yeah so he got I, wrecked earlier so this I'm, season. So I'm sure that has to play into his frustration too. He's like, dude, I had a concussion earlier. Like, you know, it's, I mean, you've, you've had multiple concussions. So yeah. in like, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe it did. And it could have been, you know, like he made, or uh, yeah, Mason Rudolph definitely came back way too fast from concussion protocol. You know, when I was out with my, I got one right away, and then right after I was cleared to play, I got another one right away. And I was out for, like, like almost almost probably, like, 12 weeks, dude. Yeah. So, like, there's serious things, you know. And, like, sometimes, you know, when you get, like, like my I don't know. My mom has, like, the video recording of when it happened to me. Some kid came under my legs when I was going up for a rebound. I landed, on the, I landed on the crown of my head, and I, like, blacked out. But I got up instantly, and I, like, tried to fight this kid. And uh, I have no recollection of it whatsoever. <laughs> so to me, maybe that could be what Mason That's Rudolph was doing. Ass. You won the maybe, fight. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> maybe Mason Rudolph was like, "Fuck it, I'm bold. I'm gonna go for this uh, this this 275 pound man." And uh, hopefully he doesn't hurt me. But obviously that's not how it well, went. That's not how it went down, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was crazy. It's it's surprising to see that we've only seen a couple of fights. I think like the one of the worst fights that I've seen in the past five years is maybe like. Didn't um, I think Crabtree ripped the guy's helmet off and he was throwing hands? I think to leave in in Crabtree. Yeah, Crabtree. I remember it was Kenny Britt and someone else too a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kenny Britt and um and and Joe Johnson? No, not Joe Johnson. Andre Johnson? Mm, I don't know. I'd have to look up some old clips. But I I was gonna say uh, Chris Paul and Rondo that they threw fists there, like there was punches thrown there. So there's been some bad fights. Yeah, Yeah, it was deserved. But yeah, so we've seen some bad fights, and then you go all the way back to like the the mouse at the palace, and that's you know that's probably the epitome of a sports brawls that you know go over the line. So yeah, it was, actually I think it's kind of interesting seeing fights like that happen. So I'm glad that it happened. It's always though. entertaining, you know, it's for us as an audience. But like when you're a when you're the NFL trying to protect your brand, it's just it doesn't it, it doesn't, doesn't look sit good. well, and it doesn't look good, you know. And these these are potential. Obviously, they're both young players, and you know they're trying to pave their way to great pave their way to greatness but um this 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 could stop some 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 stuff just to a halt for a for a brief second you know miles garrett's done for the rest of the season uh mason rudolph is just shitty uh he's a sucky quarterback right now yeah he's Um, just a you know backup what do you expect so yeah all right um speaking of rising stars uh luka donkic 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 uh he's been destroying the league recently Obviously, we knew he was pretty good from last year, but I mean, I think he's just taking to his game to a whole nother level this year. He's averaging like close to 30 points, like triple. He's got like a couple, multiple triple doubles this season. Um, so, I mean, do you think that Luka is the next future NBA superstar like a LeBron James? <clears throat> um, it's for me, it might be it's a little too hard to tell right now. Um, I do like Luka Doncic. I think um, I think the Hawks and the Mavericks both won on the trades that they made when they were drafting their rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Trey Young is a good, admirable piece for the uh, for the Hawks. 
but I think Doncic is a uh, is a perfect fit for the Mavericks right now. He's exactly what they need. Um, I just, to me, I think Luca. It's a little too early still to tell, but he's on the way to having a a solid, solid name in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's a top ten player right now? No, not yet. Wow. So I, I, give, I it, give it time, I'd, dude. He's only a sophomore right now, dude. I know, but I you would know? say he's it's a only top 12 games right in. now. I'd say, I mean, if you look at his numbers in the past 12 games or so, I'd say he's a top 10 player. The way he's playing right now, definitely. Maybe I mean, like 11 to 15, but I mean, uh, he's not, I'm not, I'm not saying he's shit. I'm just saying he's not top 10. I can't think of any, I can't think of nine players that are better than him. So, or 10 players. So, but yeah, I think he's, I think he's having a really good season. Uh, we saw like flashes of brilliance last season, but he's carrying it into the season. He's kind of doing what ben, I wish Ben Simmons did, which is just like, he's just, <laughs> And just getting his game improving in every area, and like I think the addition of Kristaps over the off season that makes them an extremely only helped. Yeah, yeah right. it's a deadly duo, and like yeah, that's going to be an exciting duo to watch for the next couple of years if they stay together. And I think the Mavericks have a really good shot of making the playoffs this year and making it really far the next couple of years to come. So uh, especially if they can build around those two, I'm really yeah. excited to see to see them shine. And I'm one of those guys that I'm not going to say that I was a huge Luca fan like when he got drafted or before he got drafted, I was a skeptic. Like I didn't think he was going to be that good just because I saw his game and I only saw, we only saw clips of him in Europe. So and yeah, I was I mean, going to say the Euro ball compared to out here. Is yeah. Just it's not like you watch him in college. And you're like, I have a good idea of, of who he is and what his game's like. I mean, he's coming up from overseas in Europe and you know, it's, it's a different type of play style over there. He looked, he obviously was, is a big point guard, but he looked kind of slow to me and i was like well i don't yeah. think that's going to translate into the nba because there's quick point guards in the nba and i don't know if he can guard them um or i mean he's not a great defender even now but i don't know if he can you know if his offensive game will even translate because his jumper is right. pretty slow too so but no he's come in and he's i think the reason why he's had so much success is because he has a high iq he sees the floor he's a really good ball handler he understands pick and rolls extremely well which paired with Kristaps is a deadly duo and plus He's like really good with his step backs. He finds ways to take unique shots. And even though his jump shot is really slow, he like gets it off. He finds a way to create separation. He's mm-hmm. really tricky and crafty. So he's really, really good at, at doing that kind of stuff. So no, he's surprised me completely. I mean, I'll, what did you think about, speaking of Chris Stops, about him getting booed at, by the Knicks fans when he came back to the garden? I think it's just funny to me. I think it was just both both sides, Kristaps and and the Knicks, left with bad taste in their mouth after being with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't think New York New York really wanted they wanted to keep him. I think I think the problem was is that they kept Phil Jackson around for too long, and I think Phil Jackson was so um, consistent on trying to make Carmelo Anthony re- like a like a the first option. You know, mm-hmm. and I think it ended up getting to the rookie at the time. And I think he was just like, you know, I don't really have time for this. If you're not going to fully invest into me, who you guys picked, you know, what is, what did they pick him? Like top four. Four? Yeah, something like four. that. Yeah. You know, and he I, got booed gonna... and he got picked. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, he did. Yeah. The little Knicks so, kid is all over the I just think it's funny team. that the Knicks fans, they boo him on draft night. He becomes a young superstar. Yeah. Like he's balling out. He's playing. He's an all-star and they love him. And then he. There's ACL. Yeah, tears his ACL and he goes to management and says, "Hey, like, you know, I don't really like it here, but like, I want." He said he wants to stay. Like, he said mm-hmm. he wanted to make it work, and they didn't want to make it work for him, and so he left. 
And then the Knicks fans, of course, instead of appreciating like the time that he spent there, what he there, did, yeah, yeah they, they boo of him. course go and shit on him. Yeah, that's so classic, it's like, dude, that's classic New York Knicks, Knicks type yeah, mentality. It's like, really, that's why dude? your team will never be good. Yeah, that's exactly why no free agents are. You think Kevin Durant wants to go there? Like no. they booed their their draft pick, and then when he got good and left because the franchise sucks, they booed him again. Like, no, you guys are idiots. Yeah. Completely. Well, I mean, I guess a, I guess another follow up question with this. Uh, with this Luka Doncic, you know, like situation right now being from Europe and where was he from exactly? Uh, Lithuania? I don't actually know specifically. Serbia? Um, I, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Somewhere Croatia, in, uh, maybe? Croatia, Croatia, Zagreb, whatever. Wherever he's from, you know, that northeast Slovenia. part of Europe. Is it Slovenia? Yeah, Slovenia. Right. I just like <laughs> yeah, Slovenia. So, I mean, being from, you know, out like obviously in Europe, um, it leads, I guess the follow-up question for that would be, you know, does this uh, in, or does having a Euro basketball player, you know, how like, you know, occasionally you see like, I don't know if you remember from uh, when was it a couple of years ago, like 2016 Dragon Bender. Do you remember him? Yeah, he was he from. Yeah, he was from like Bosnia, <laughs> dude. He was and he trash. was like the fourth round pick for the Phoenix Suns, dude. Yeah. And now he plays for like the Wisconsin herd, dude. You know, like it's just like he had so much potential. And it's just like you see, like, obviously, Euro players come over here and don't work out. Even the Chinese players come over here and don't work out that well. You know, so it's just it's my I guess my question is, you know, is Luca like the face of that to turn that around? You know, him being super young and developing through an NBA franchise. I used to think that um, Dirk was the face of that. But I think Luca's taken it over and Kristaps have taken over the face of EuroLeague players that can come over and have success in the NBA. Like it used to be Dirk, like he was just a young kid in Germany that the Mavs picked and no one really knew of him and then he balled out. Right. So and, and the same kind of goes with like uh Mono Ginobili. Like no one really knew of him Argentina, and he balled out. Yeah. He no one knew of Mono so bad that on draft night when he got drafted, they didn't know. Yeah, what did they say? Manuel? Or they yeah, called yeah. him Manuel. They, they did, yeah, they, his name, but yeah, they called him like, yeah, something completely do you know? Nobili or something in, like that. Emmanuel Hunobili yeah. or some shit. Yeah. It was really they, stupid. And like, and they didn't even have a picture of him. So like that just shows <laughs> like, like they don't really, people are, I guess their eyes are on the EuroLeague more now because we can, we have better ways of scouting. Um, but still, I mean, I, I just, I, I'm curious to see what the rates of like busts are from mm-hmm. Euro compared to uh, college players. I'm sure in our minds, we'd like to think that EuroLeague players have a higher chance of busting than college players, but I'm right. sure it's probably not true. It might, if you it look might be statistically. actually close. Yeah, I was going to say, if you look at statistics, it's probably a little close. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I, I'm interested to see where Luca goes, but he's, I mean, he's 20 and he's balling out. He can't even legally drink yet. So that's insane. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so moving on. Speaking of the NCAA here, so uh, Memphis is probably potential number one pick, their center, uh, James Wiseman. He was a top recruit. I think he was either one or two in the nation uh, and back in one. high school. And yep. Um, yep. And Penny Hardaway recruited him, and he got suspended for Penny Hardaway. I guess helping him out move in a couple of years ago. Uh, but did you hear ha- that they kept playing him because Memphis was fighting the case? Yeah. So he they kept got playing he, through he, the he game. He got banned. Um, they were gonna suspend him, but the the rules are that uh, Memphis can um, appeal it. They can appeal it. And uh, go to court with it, and during that time, James Wiseman can he can still play technically. But the NCAA does have a rule that 
if they lose the case and they lose the appeal, then the school gets serious sanctions for fighting against them um, mm-hmm. for that, for playing a suspended player. So luckily, I think he's, he's only got like, what, 13, 12 games uh, suspended. And a f- the interesting thing is not the game suspension because, you know, 12 games the is The fine, bro. The fine they is interesting. Him. So they find him. They find a D1 freshman. $11,000 um, they find him to give money to a charity of his choice, which is – ridiculous like how is a 28 not even 20 like an 18 year old he's a little kid dude so this is this had me heated today because we actually talked about this in one of my in one of my lecture classes today about you know problematic things going around in the sports nation right now and obviously this is this is definitely number one next to that ohio state kid you know giving or having his friend buy his girlfriend a ticket to one of the bowl games or whatever right um but the, basically, like where I'm where I'm getting my where I'm getting my ammo from from here is just, you know, the consensus is that the NCAA is just a fucking joke, dude. I hate hearing about cases like this where they have to go after, you know, like the number one pick and then they get they turn it into a witch hunt. And then when they're after them, you know, the school's like, hey, we're not going to take this. You know, we're going to appeal this and we're going to we're going to do this the right way, how, how we should, you know, through the court system and everything. And then. When all when it all comes out, you know they see that Penny Hardaway, you know, was actually like, you know, I guess deemed guilty or found guilty of doing, you know, giving him money to help move out of like, you know, this really bad place. Um, <clears throat> I think he's from actually Memphis, or he's I think he's homegrown. Yeah, I think he was just in the ghettos of Memphis. Um, I could be wrong on that. I might need a fact check. But anyway, for me at least, I just I just think the eleven thousand dollar fine that they gave to a college freshman who in D1 sanctions, you're not allowed to have a job. You can't accept money. You can't accept loans over like thousands of dollars. You can't have your friends buy you stuff. Like it's just insane how many policies that they have against D1 players. And yet a lot of people do think like, oh, it's, it's fine because they're going to make millions one day. Although that might be true while you're there and while you're like, sac- or while you're like starving and hungry and going to bed at night, like just starving and shit, like <laughs> you're stuck. You're literally stuck for like a year. You know, and it's, yeah. it's a hard grind. But I mean, I guess it won't matter a year later. But to me, it's just a joke, dude. The NCAA is just so messed up. Well, I think it's the NCAA is messed up, and coaches are looking for different ways to get these number one recruit, get these recruits, and get a chance to get some of these players to come to their schools. Like Penny could have played that better. Like he could have done a lot better. He could have played a lot more clean. And I think coaches don't want to do that. They do with things under the table that we don't know about. And if they get caught, they get caught. But, you know, what the chances of them not getting caught these days seem like it's, you know, a lot. They're not going to get caught as much as they, they, they should. Wasn't so, he his AAU coach, though? Uh, I think so. But, See, this is, this is where I get confused, I guess. As, yeah, as a yeah whole. He, was, he was his AAU coach. Because okay, so you're allowed, like, when you're an AAU, your your coaches are allowed to buy you meals and like do things for you, drive you to games and shit, you know. So like, if he's his AAU coach at the time, and then he accepts the job at Memphis, I guess it's it's a, a lot of it has to do with timing, I think. Then, and the timing, I guess, was very inconsistent and poor, and to the point where James Wiseman has to sit for 12 games and pay damn near twelve thousand dollars. So here's the background of that, of why they made him pay that money. So Penny at the time. Penny had an AAU team. Yeah, he he had an AAU team in Memphis. He helped Wiseman and his family move from Nashville to Memphis to play for Team Penny as AAU team. Um, And he he was a Memphis booster and obviously an alumni. Right, because he's alumni at the time, and he paid the Wiseman family 11.5 k to move to Memphis to play for his AAU team. Then nine months later, 
he turns out to be the coach of the Memphis team. And look at that. whoop de doo Oh, I've got, the, no, I've got the guy that I helped move and play on my AU team. So then they look back and said, wait a second. You were a booster at the time for the school, and you gave the family money to move to the, to the school's location and play for your team. Then you get the job, and now he's your recruit. That is kind of shady. I can see why that would that would be. Shady. I mean, if that's the case, then like I, I get it. It's sports oriented, but where are like the fines going to like the people from Harvard that are boosting kids like that have you know 4.5 GPAs and 36s on their ACTs? You know, I mean, obviously they it's a desire to go to that school, but at the same time, when they're being persuaded and incentivized to go there too, then you would think like there's got to be something to step in with. I mean, this is specifically sports, but I'm talking academics as well. But mm-hmm. that's a whole nother. Yeah, it's just it's area, just but... nuts to me, man. Like, well, fuck, dude. I will say um, the way that Memphis, the school played the suspension is, is I think, the best way to do it these days with the NCAA. Where they, they just said, it? yeah, they just said, screw yeah. it. We're going to fight mm-hmm. you all the way. Yeah. I think that's and that's the way you have to do with the NCAA. You can't just lay down and let them take it or work e- even worse. Work with the NCAA on these things. You have to fight them. And I think it, it lessens the chance of you getting a bad suspension or a postseason suspension. I mean, he's out for 12 games, so I don't know if they're even going to make this, the tournament this year. But if they you know, if they do, they could face a postseason ban, too. So I was going to say, I think the postseason ban or whatever is still pending because it's I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it's completely over with. It's not. I think they still have to deem, you know, like what's going to happen to Memphis as a whole for fighting and retaliating against the NCAA. It's just such a funny start to Memphis's Penny Hardaway era, era where yeah. I thought Penny came in and he got like four of the top 100 recruits. And I just thought that they were going to turn from, a you know, a nobody school since Derrick Rose to a powerhouse again. And now it's like it seems to be crumbling. So I mean, they're ranked right now. So, I mean, we'll see what they do without James Wiseman for 12 games. But yeah. Anyway, so um, last topic here. So the NBA recently released their city jerseys, which are basically a one-season-specific jersey um, that they keep swapping out every season. It's custom-made to represent the city city that uh, the team coincides in. Uh, Usually they try to uh, incorporate colors or history or, you know, city flags and stuff like that. Last year's, like, I know the Bulls have a recurring theme of putting their flag on the, on the, the jerseys. Chicago flag. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, we were looking at a few that, um, have been recently leaked, not all have been leaked, but some have. And so we were talking about, we want to talk about our favorites and our, the worst ones that we saw. So I think me and Seth both agree that the new Nuggets jerseys, um, are sick. Yeah. They're uh, probably one of the coolest ones that are out right now. I just yeah. saw the drop. Literally, just came home from work and saw it. Um, you can Denver, that Denver, and find dude. It. Denver always has the sickest jerseys, though. Even back in the '90s, dude, they had such cool jerseys, and they're kind of revamping it here with this new look to it. The only addition is I, I hate the sleeve jerseys. I think they're sleeved. I can't tell. Jamal Murray might just be wearing. I think he wears sleeve jerseys. I no, yeah, you can see Gary Harris isn't wearing. Oh sleeve. yeah, yep, yep. So yep. they're not sleeve. They're not sleeve jerseys. He just well, wears that's cool. But. I think the Nuggets have really cool jerseys. They've always had cool jerseys, but they've never yeah. had like they've never blown me away. They've always just been solid across the board. Their nineties uh, when Matumbo played, they had the blue and the, the rainbow those color. Were, on those it. were decent. Those were solid, those were decent. Dude. Yeah. They had the overline of like Colorado, like Denver. So just to describe for people listening, if you're not looking it up, um, the jerseys are black. They've got mountain range in the middle of the jersey. It's a white mountain range with the a colored city background, city skyline in the background. Then they have a a rainbow. Uh, going across the midsection all the way to the back. 
So, which has yeah. been Colorado's sig- significance right. for like unity, you know. Yeah, uh, and, and they've always really, had that. It's really cool. You know, it's a good-looking jersey. Um, what's another one that you liked? The Lakers one is different, or not the Lakers, the Clippers. Forgive me. The Los Angeles Clippers mm-hmm. kind of have um, anybody out there that's uh, played like Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, back when you were in junior high and shit. Um, it's literally a knockoff of the San Andreas fonts, basically. Um, but it's, I think it's supposed to register, you know, I think, I don't know what it's really supposed to represent, um, because it looks like gang lettering, but, um, yeah, maybe like I was thinking like Compton or something. That's what it looks like to me. It could have a little Compton, you know, it's definitely supposed to have a little street look to it. Um, but in the middle, they have like the Los Angeles Clippers right on their right on their um, their waistband too. So it's very relevant that it's a, a team jersey. Yeah, I think they're going for a more like. Um... Also, are they sponsored by Bumble? Is that that is Bumble? Yeah, wow. they've got all the jerseys have sponsorships now. I think they're going for like a very uh, as opposite of the Lakers. They're going for more of a we're nitty, we're gritty, we're tough right. nose, hard nose. Yeah. Hard yeah. Nose. I mean, they so, got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Montrez Harrell all in the front, right next to Patrick Beverly. Yeah. Those are probably the hardest defenders on that team right now. Right. But, so that's yeah, a cool jersey. And then I they like, had that kid from VCU in the middle. Look at him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Shaman or whatever his name is. Uh, Landry, Landry Shamet. He's yeah. really good. He's good. He's decent. Um. So those two, I think, are pretty decent. I would. I would. I'm gonna buy the Nuggets one if they make a Michael Porter one. I'll probably buy it, but I'm not gonna buy the Clippers one. Um. Any other ones that stood out to you? We'll talk about the Bulls. The Bulls basically um, have just a, a baby blue jersey with red outlinings, and they have a, a Bulls head in the middle, and it's got red outlining. It's pretty simple. It's not even that anything yeah, special. They didn't take a lot of time on the Chicago one. I personally like the last years better, but they had the flag stars. Yeah, that was a cool one. Yeah, yeah Zach Levine rocked it. Um, two more that I think – or actually three more that I like. Orlando's jersey, you know, the typical Orlando is uh, – their color scheme is typically blue – uh, gray and black or white, you know, whatever it is. Um, they they mixed it up a little bit with their Disney logo. They threw a they threw an orange shade on there. So like sunny like the Sunshine State or whatever, you know. They I think they're implementing that Orlando is you know, um, mm-hmm. brightly colored instead of you know a it's dark cool. stuff. I do like it. It's different and I, I like, do like that a lot. It's okay. Yeah. I like that one. Um, the the Grizzlies brought back their throwbacks from uh, Vancouver. Which mm-hmm. is really cool to see. I really like yep, the that teals. One. The teals yep. are seat. Yep. Yeah, it reminds me of Mike Bibby, but it's John Morant now, so it's pretty crazy to see. Uh, the Suns ones suck. Uh, Sacramento probably has the best mix-up to me because you know you think Sacramento Kings, you think of uh, the color scheme: purple, black, you know, gold, all that stuff. Right now, it's just Marvin Bagley um, with a all red jersey that says Sack Town on it. I don't know how I feel about that name. Um, Sack t- yeah, Okay, yeah, wait. <laughs> there says Sack Town, and the Milwaukee Bucks city jersey has Cream City. Cream so we're, city. What uh, is Cream City? Can someone explain that to me when this is published? <laughs> I'm so confused. Are they saying Giannis is just going to? I don't know. It's, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Let's like it. That. I feel like the marketing people that thought about that should be fired or maybe shot. But uh, that's that's just me. Uh, the Mavericks jerseys are just god awful. I can't believe they made that. They look like a Mavericks jerseys are. They look like a 2002 Sprite commercial, dude. That's literally what their jerseys look like. That's insane to me. I it's, hate esen- them. it's essentially just like a for people that aren't that can't see and they're blue. They have green outlying, like a t like a like a really bright neon green, and it's like a spray painted Mavs in the middle. But it, it's like. It's so weird, and it's it's terrible. It's just awful. You're gonna have your 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 best players run around in this. Come on, man. It's like when Michigan State made those neon green jerseys. Those were so ugly. 
Oh, um, Milwaukee's called the Cream City. It dates back to the 19th century due to the color of the bricks manufactured there. Um, yeah, I already hate it. I literally already hate the reason why. That's okay. dumb. Yeah, and it's not people that it, it should be because it's like America's dairy land, but it's not. Okay, well, <laughs> that's that. What a dumb reason to name that, your. That should have been it though. Like yeah, you get think the right? Green-colored bricks. I'd rather have cow's milk, man. Yeah, seriously. So yeah, um, go check out those jerseys. I'm probably gonna buy the Nuggets one myself if I can. If they we'll ever drop, the, we'll post a link on the Twitter so everyone can. Yeah, you, know, you guys get can a look find at what we're talking about. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna end that segment and go right into the Sus Pickums for this week. Um, so yeah, I think we've got four games lined up. So you want to run through those really quick? Yeah. So, all right. So we got three NFL games and then one NBA game just because we're, we're running, we're, 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 we're running and gunning right now. Um, so this week we got the Packers and 49ers. Mm. Um, you know, I thought the 49ers were going to, we're going to actually lose to the Cardinals last week. And I was right until the third quarter. And then the, mm-hmm. there was a, there was a game delay for some reason. I didn't, I wasn't able to watch. There's a game delay, and it kind of, I think, took the momentum away from Arizona because it was 17-16 to 16 Arizona at the end of the third. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was going to go well, and then I think the 49ers just ended up blowing them out in the fourth quarter. They yeah. ended up scoring like double what um, what uh, Arizona had. But anyway, Packers 49ers. Um, I'm, I'm, I, in this situation, it's at the 49ers uh, place, so... I'm going to take the Niners. I'm going to go bold with the Niners. Um, I think the Packers will make it a very close game. You know, you can never count out Aaron Rodgers because, you know, he's good. He's, he's I go. hate to admit it, but he's good. He is good. He knows what he's doing. You know, he can have literally anyone on the sidelines to catch balls for him, and he's going to he's gonna make it happen. Um, but I do have the 49ers winning probably by a field goal is my guess. Um, to follow that, uh, Lions-Redskins. Uh, this is at Ford Field. Um, the Lions have just been so sad dude literally so sad can you cue like a little piano like or sad violin little thing right there because it's so (laughs) sad it's just so sad um but anyway they're playing the redskins at ford field you know the redskins haven't really been showing much you know that uh that new rookie uh quarterback was Dwayne haskins his name Mm -hmm. um you know he was getting his ass he's getting his ass beat last week um, so I think, uh, I don't think he's going to be able to beat the lions. I don't think he's going to be able to beat anyone this year. I think they're going to end up bringing back whoever they had case Keenum. They're going to bring back case Keenum to play, uh, after this game, after they lose to the lions. Um, I got the lions winning probably by 14. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the follow up, we have the Colts Texans right now. The Texans just got beat by the Ravens last week and the Colts ended up losing to, I don't even know who they lost to. Uh, um, yeah, wait, who did the Colts lose to? I want to say. I don't it was, remember. It was, it was uh, another. Uh, the Jags? Yeah, it was the Jags. They ended up losing to the Jags. No, they won that game. They won 13 to 33. The Colts won? Yeah, they lost to the Jags? Dolphins that the week before. That's what I think you were thinking of. Yeah, that's definitely it. Oh, yeah, dude. They beat the shit out of Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering why. Okay, yeah, never mind. Colts are fresh off a win against Jacksonville. Um, I think the Colts can take it to the Texans. Um. I like seeing um no way. I like I like seeing I like seeing a little passion shootout and I think it might be this game. This game might be the shootout of the week. Um my only other guess what is going was going to be um the Packers and Niners, but I think like I said, I think that one's going to be really close at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think the Colts I think the Colts can win by a touchdown. Um I think it's doable. 
Yeah, the uh, AFC South is like open up right now. I mean, it's yeah. the Colts at six and four, Texans at six and four, the Titans at five and five, and the Jags at four and six. So that that's up for that's up for grabs. I was gonna right say now. this is this is a very big game for both teams right now. Um, yeah. You know, I think, like I said, I think the Colts have what it takes um, to beat the Texans. Uh, Deshaun Watson, you know, he's uh, he's phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, but I think uh, the Colts have too many veterans on the defensive end to uh, to stop him. Yeah, agreed. And then uh, we're gonna fall into an one NBA game, and this is, I believe, tomorrow. It's the Bulls Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Bulls suck, and I really hate being a Bulls fan. But Kobe White's good. Um, that's 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 some upside right uh, now. He's actually decent. I kinda am switching my Rookie of the Year to Kobe White now, as I'm as I'm saying this. But I still think the Bulls are going to get drop kicked by the Heat by like a million points. I think this this game will be. I honestly think Tyler Harrell might hit 30 in this game, and Jimmy Butler might hit 30 as well. Oh <laughs> um, come on! But Zach Levine might get 10. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. No, I do have the Heat taking it by. Yeah, like, me too. The Heat are like playing really well right now, and the Bulls and, are I think not. They're 10 and five, I believe. Yeah, they're up there in the 10. conference right now. Yeah. Yeah. Some people won't let me forget that. So. Nope. I have I have another game to throw in there though. Let's um, do it. For it's college, so Mizzou is four and one right now. They oh. took Xavier at Xavier. Uh, Xavier's ranked number eighteen at the time. They took them to overtime at their home, and but they Didn't lost. Did they lose though? Yeah. They did. They lost by a couple points. But um, so coming up on Monday they play the in the um Hall of Fame Classic. It's a little tournament. Do they play um, they, Butler? They play Butler at a neutral site in Kansas City, which isn't really neutral at all because a bunch of Mizzou fans are live in Kansas City, so not really neutral. But yeah, so who do you think is going to win that game? I, I think Butler is four and oh two, or does four. Butler, does Butler have Matt McClung? Is that the team that he plays for? No. What? Who's Matt McClung play for? Doesn't he play for Butler? No, he plays for Georgetown. Georgetown. That's right. Um, you know, I don't know. Like you said, if it's in Kansas City and Missouri, obviously that's it's not very possible. Crazy. I think Butler's a better team, but I think it's if they're home, they got the home court. I think Butler will take it. I'm looking at their players right now, and they have a lot of juniors and seniors. Um, no, Mizzou, have, Mizzou's young, right? Mizzou's got a lot of yeah. We have like two so we only have like two seniors, and they're not even that good. And we've got mostly juniors and sophomores. So, yeah. Maybe Jeremiah Tillman won't foul out this game, and maybe they'll win. He's been playing really well. Um, Mizzou's Mizzou's defense is top 10 nationally ranked, so hopefully our defense— Are they nationally ranked as a whole team? No, not yet. Mm. I think if we would have beat Xavier, we would have been. But I'm I'm more excited for that U of I Missouri game. So oh, I actually near I've, Christmas. I've got tickets for that, so I'm really Ooh. excited to go. Uh, me and my buddy House, uh, who I uh, was my roommate in college, he lives in St. Louis here too. So we I got us tickets. We're in section 100 seating uh, behind the backboard, so it kind of sucks. But um, should have brought your dad. I, well, I the problem is I'm gonna go home afterwards, so. My dad would have to come to St. Louis to go back the ne- like that afternoon, so it wouldn't make any sense. But um, yeah, so I'm really excited. Game. This is my first time ever going to the uh, the bragging rights game. We won last year um, and broke like a four or five game losing streak against Illinois. So Illinois is four and one two right now. So both teams are looking really good, and it's always a better game when there's something to play for. Um, it's never fun when both teams are like trash because it's like okay, well it's the trash like of poop versus the- poop. Yeah, it's like, hey, you're the better poop. But when two teams, like, especially back in the old days, like in the 
2000s, early 90s, like when yeah, U of I and, Williams. Yeah, U of I and Mizzou were both ranked. Like that was a big game. It got on ESPN. Like it was like the the preview, like the premier game. So yeah, I'm really excited. It's gonna be my first chance to get it. Heard the atmosphere is really chippy. Um, but yeah, so looking forward to that. Into, you better get into a fight. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight a U of I. I'm gonna fan. fight a U of I. You're gonna, gonna fight, like, you're gonna find I, your brother there. Yeah, I was gonna say, your what brother. if I like hear a guy yelling? I'm like, shut the fuck up, and I turn around as my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that happening. For those yeah. who don't know, Drew's whole family is U of I alum. So. Well, my dad went there for for grad and undergrad. My brother went there for law school. So, but yeah, basically. Big U of I guys. Big champagne. Yeah, it's Go too cams. bad. Cams. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to get uh, right into our break here, and then we're going to come back on our thoughts on shitty jobs, so that should be pretty fun. Um, I've had a couple of bad experiences, so yeah, we're going to get right to that and go to the break, so we'll be back. All right, so we're back at, from the break, and we're going to get right into our social topic. Um, our thoughts on this week is shitty jobs. Um, just any job that you just you took and you're just like right in the middle of it. You're like, fuck this. I hate this job. This job sucks. Mm-hmm. So I think let's start off with one that we can both share with a company that we both hold dear. <laughs> that, that do we want to take... bleep out the company name? Uh, no, we're not going to get sued or anything. Okay, cool. This is this is just crit- critical criticism. It's not Wings Beer Sports. Yeah, so I worked as a server at B Dubs. Seth obviously was a line cook for a while. Most people know that. Yeah. Um. So a lo- we could just kind of speak on what made it shitty from our specific role, yeah. and and then kind of talk about the company as a whole. But I mean, I only worked there for a month, so don't I don't have like a lot to go off of. But yeah, a lot happened. I worked there for like a year and a half. Yeah. Yes, you have more to you have more to talk about than me, but my I'm a, month, I'm a vet. One month for me was bad enough, and I also worked another job during that time uh, at retail, so I can talk about that too. But so let's go into what made it shitty for you being a line cook there. Uh, me personally, when I first got the job, I was literally like just scrambling for one. Literally just got done with community college, and I'm just like, all right, I'm trying to just finish my finish my remaining years at you know northern and uh and i just need something to get me by pay my bills and you know do what i can with it so i ended up applying to b-dubs i ended up getting the job there um at first it seemed all pretty swell you know it's a corporation so they really try to um i prefer the term honey dick you um Mm. they 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 throw all the really really cool and good stuff that you could potentially get out of the job um in your face and just to like get you you know a little a little intoxicated on how cool it might be to be actually working there and stuff and then once they once once you start working there it's like it's like a it's like a hell hole like a hot a hot hot hell <laughs> it's gross it's welcome not to hell fun. literally that's basically how i felt um you know but the 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 age do, or the the age divide or the dividing age when i was there or the, the mean age or the median age, I guess, was around like mid 30s. So I was one of the younger ones there. Um, there were a bunch of 30 year olds, 40 year olds, 50 year olds that were working there at the time, you know, and I was like a, like a 19, 20 year old kid or 20 year old kid. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> and it was just weird to see, you know, like you'd see these like grown ass men come in, you know, hate their lives and, 
realize like you know holy shit i'm doing this too right now and my am i gonna be stuck like them like if i don't get out of here type of thing yeah um but i mean i guess the main thing for me like when working at b-dubs was the um was the promises that weren't held you know i think um it sucked because you were just i was there so often like i worked so many hours a week i think i was averaging around um 30 hours on top of being a full-time student with like 18 credit hours at the time so it was rough it was hard to juggle and i realized like a lot of the time that um my grades were slipping and i wasn't able to do a lot of like the holiday or the, my hobbies or you know anything like that so i think um b-dubs did take that away from me but it was only because like i just i took it for so long you know what i mean like yeah. you 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 just like deal with it and you suck it up and deal with it but recently i kind of just got my eyes open and um realized that i could do better somewhere else and i ended up leaving and now i work as a bartender at a different place out in sycamore which is pretty sweet um good setup good people and everything but um b-dubs specifically you know outwork you know when you would do the outs and so i'm sure you can relate with that drew being a server the outs were probably super shitty you know you'd be there you were set to leave at noon but you're you're leaving at like three o'clock you know type of thing you know it's just probably a little rough i'll let you digress on that yeah so i was a server um and kind of along the same lines but uh so this was during the time that i when i graduated call i actually i didn't graduate yet i had um the summer to go to do my internship uh to graduate so uh mizzou makes you do a, an internship so i i got mine um and i was doing that in st louis at the same time and uh so i needed a job a couple jobs um just to make money to pay for rent that i because i have my own apartment um so yeah, and uh, so I took the server job at Beatups, thinking, okay, it's a serving job. I know Beatups food. Like I, um, I'm a really, I'm a pretty good server, having worked at the country club and worked with, you know, people who expect more. And so I was like, okay, I should be fine. So I got the job easily, nothing, no problems. Um, went through the training, was fine. But it was just the idea that, like, I just felt kind of, I was the best server there, or one of the better ones with their table management, like with clearing things, with like being quick on getting orders to go, like getting ready to go. Expoing uh, and all that. Yeah, expoing through the window, helping other servers. And I feel like not a lot of people did that for me. Uh, and some of the customers were pretty rude, like they were trying to look, you know, for ways to kind of exploit me or kind of exploit my, my niceness and trying to get deals off me and stuff that I obviously can't give out. And, um tips weren't very good i would serve parties of like more than four or five and um they just didn't tip very well and i think a lot of that has to do with the way that beat up prices are food yeah um and the way that they're it's just how it is that's just the restaurant and the menu itself people come in for wings and a drink and they leave so you know wings at beat ups are 11 dollars or so give or take just average a drink probably throws on you know three Five, bucks yeah three so bucks. yeah now you're looking at a 15 dollar meal maybe and these are college kids or st louis kids um so if that if that's your bill 15 dollars is your bill people are gonna see that and go 15 bucks eh, throw the guy too so you get two bucks off of that right or like three bucks and that and you know you've got you know six or seven tables that night maybe a little bit more you know that's nothing you walk away yeah. with like 60 bucks 50 bucks it's nothing like a six hour night too yeah and i mean as like more even if i'm killing the service it doesn't matter because people aren't going to tip well because they see their bill and it's not high so that you think in their minds percentage wise i'm not going to give this guy more than what he probably you know what the percentage might give him so right. that kind of sucked and also being a guy also yeah. sucked a lot of my female co-workers uh were just earning a lot more tips than me just 
because they were girls um and they were also great servers too but you know it, it probably helped being a girl server um so i would say if i had to go back i wouldn't want to work there i'd probably work at a, a restaurant that charges more or it's more of a, a fine dining restaurant where yeah. people are spending more on their bills so or, or that or bartending at b-dubs where you're at the bar and you and you're making money as a bartender plus you people can sit down at the bar with their food and that tip go tip money goes to you and you're not even expoing it so right, like that's exactly. that's the money maker at b-dubs if you ask me is the being a bartender but, I completely agree. I think the generalization of like just restaurant corporate or corporate corporate restaurant stigmatization basically is what it is. You know, you you see like like you said, you know, the the, the bills like 15 bucks. You know, you're thinking you're around St. Louis area, populated by SLU, and you know like um, whatever college, whatever other colleges over there, and over here we have NIU, obviously. You know, so it's it's very common to see poor tips. You know what I mean? Like obviously. Yeah. What if what if you what do you think the the common tip percentage should be after after a meal? So I think it depends for everyone. It also depends on the service. Um, but I always stick to one. Like I always stick to twenty, um, unless it's particularly bad service or like incredibly bad service. I'll go mm -hmm. lower than that. But I always stick to twenty percent no matter what. I think that's just a good rule to live by. But yeah, I think twenty percent is is sustainable, and I think that's actually that works well. Um, I like twenty percent is fair. I think uh, from being on both sides of the the, the but being on both sides, you know, bartending and you know being a being a consumer at a bar, you know. Um, you know, three like, or say like you're at you're you're at you're at your local bar. You know, you drop like three dollars on a Bud Light bottle, you pay with a five. I tell them to keep the two bucks. That's just me personally. Yeah, at that point, it's like yeah, whatever. I mean, typically for when I go to bar, it's like I usually shout out a dollar a drink, especially yeah. if it's beers. Okay, one you get one buck for every drink that I get. That's right. typically a good way because if drinks are but you know maybe five to six bucks, that's over twenty. So right. Yeah. Um, but that's just my general rule of things. Some people don't even tip at bars, so. Um, but yeah, that, that was a pretty bad job. Plus my management, like, Same. like you said, uh -huh. they're, they're mid thirties, early forties. Um, but they, they were people that were brought up in the beat up system. So they didn't really have any, like, uh, you know, f outside credentials. Yeah. Or yeah. I was going to say further education other than outside of a high school degree. So, or maybe like just uh community college. So, I mean, it's bad when you, when you already think that you could do a better job than your management. So that's when I knew I was like, these guys are idiots and I can do better than them. So I'm just going to quit because I don't like taking orders or, you know, being bossed around by people that I think I can do better than. So, or I don't respect. So definitely didn't respect them. No, um, and then my other job was, so I worked that. And then on the other side, I worked at retail. I worked at Brooks Brothers, which actually my staff was really good. Like I liked my boss a lot. Um, a lot of the people that I worked with were really fun guys. Um, but it was just retail, you know, in that world, the retail sucks pretty much everywhere you go. It's not fun. I don't know how people make a living out of it. Like yeah, dude. my boss had been in retail for 20 plus years and he's a store manager now, but like he, you know, geez, like that's gonna suck. I mean, it's just yeah, the idea funny. of that's scary, dude. It's not just customer service because customer service in the most aspects sucks, but, um, it's, it's sales. So pushing sales on people and there's never a good feeling. 
and two um it's the idea that people can come into the store and just touch everything mess everything up and then they leave it you have people, to put it back now it's you and it's like okay great i folded that nice and nice and neatly for 20 minutes you put the stack down and then someone could come in and just rough it up again and it's back to folding it's non-stop so yeah that's probably that's the worst part of the job but I did get a really nice discount. I got like a 40% discount on all the clothes. So it's, Ooh, it's on some Brooks Brothers, on some BB. Yeah, so I bought, I spent a lot of money at Brooks Brothers at that time. So yeah, I, I really that's, utilized that discount. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, when, when, when stores have your discounts or whatever, you know, that's always like a kind of we take care of you method, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I respect it and I like it. Um, I can't say I've ever worked in retail, though. I don't recall. Yeah, um, but um, I did work in, um, I guess, distribution but like not in a weird way like my distribution was <laughs> i worked for this company called uh it, i i'm not gonna say the company because it's a private company it was like a mom and pop thing um but it was a bouncy house setup type of thing and i had this I had <laughs> we this out here job. grinding baby we i had this job grind. when i was 15 so like me and my me and my one of my best friends who was a year older so he was able to drive we were like one 15 year old and one 16 year old were driving around a Ford F-350 supercharged, like a fat fucking Ford like truck, um, all literally all over like the Chicagoland area to drop off bouncy houses to kids' birthday parties and all this like or whatever the fuck they wanted it for. I think we dropped like ten of them off one time to like a massive party that had like a band and stuff out in DeKalb, like out in the corn. It was crazy though. It was absolutely insane. Um, our pay was our pay was kind of shitty, you know. We, we were we were young and we were getting taken advantage of at the time. Um, but I can't say that if I was owning this and I was and I was looking for people to hire, I might hire some naive, you know, teenagers at the time. Um, but yeah, so I think the that was another shitty job. It was just a, the whole physical strain, you know. These bouncy houses weighed like 500 pounds each and stuff, and the only thing that we had to get them off of of the truck and stuff was a dolly. And like a ramp, you know, yeah, so it was crazy, dude. It was literally like insane. Like I look back at it and I think like me and my two, me and my two best friends at the time were just literally getting paid like $10 an hour to go do like <laughs> some crazy ass like physical activity, you know, like that requires, you know, definitely more than three people to do this type of stuff. Um, you know, a lot of people say, you know, oh, isn't it great that you get to like put a smile on kids faces and shit? And I'm no. like, oh, no, not at all. I, I completely I hate it. disagree. I, I don't, I don't, kids. I don't, yeah, fuck them kids, man. Fuck, fuck them kids, bro. Dude, Quote no, Seth. but seriously, like, it was just, it was, it was bad, you know, and then one time I had to do it all by myself, and it was raining, and I, like, literally called my boss, and I was like, yo, man, this, like, because, like, they're, like, yo, man, yo, man this shit sucks, dog. <laughs> I basically <laughs> said that to him, dude. I was like, yo, you gotta get another person out <laughs> here, man, because it's, dude. it's, like, raining and stuff. I'm trying to get these, these bouncers, like, rolled up and stuff, and the thing is, they're, like, 20 feet tall, so when they deflate, you gotta fold them up and roll them, and, you know, that's the hardest freaking part, dude. It was just so difficult for me, you know, and I was, like I said, I was super young at the time. I definitely would never, ever do it again, though, because that shit was just too painful for me, man. I go home, like, bruised up, banged up, you know. Um, you know, I've come home with scratches and shit trying to climb up on the bed of the truck. to like, Dude, seriously, this though. Is a war zone? Yeah, literally. You had, to, you had to peg stakes into I the ground home. so little kids won't, like, fly away in the bouncy houses and shit, you know. So you gotta, like, be safe and stuff. But, I mean... That was one of that was my other shitty job, you know. And there was really no incentive out of it, you know. I didn't get a free bouncy house or whatever. I I get to blow them up when we got back to the warehouse and let these people clean them right after, you know. And that was basically it. 
So. Yeah, yikes, dude. Yeah, it was, uh, like I said, I was 15, 16. I did it until I was, like, 17, I believe, though. So I did it for almost two years. But it was, like, on and off, obviously. There's not a lot of bouncy houses going out in December. So yeah. I guess that was convenient. But right. do not recommend. Well, I've got a good song that kind of will help you relate to that So for my gentleman's choice this week. So I think we're really going to look forward to that. But um, all right, so we're going to go right into our gentleman's choice now. And um, I've got a song that kind of speaks on those times that you might have had struggling um, at your bouncy house place. And it's called Hard Times by Paramore. And usually I'm not a big Paramore person. Like I, I know girl? some. It's like a girl's like the the front person for it. Yeah, it's the singer, but um, she's really hot too. Look her up. But um, the I mean I've heard Paramore like you know just growing up like they've had they've had some big hits, just some radio hits. But um, I've never really dived into any of their albums specifically. But they released an album back in 2017, and um, they've had two really good hits on it. 26, which is more of a like a slower acoustic song and hard times which is like an upbeat um it's the, the lyrics are depressing but the beat is really upbeat and stuff so it's kind of like a depressingly joyful sound it's kind of like a fascia the kids uh pumped up pump up kicks or whatever kind fascia of that kind people, of fascia the people sorry pumped up I kicks think. i don't actually know. no you're right no you're right you're right you're right oh, hell uh, yeah but yeah so it's kind of like that kind of vibe but yeah it's really good um the chorus is amazing, and uh, yeah, so I really like that song a lot. So that's my that's, song. That's cool. I um I can't say I have a story about mine at all. I've been uh, just hearing this um on my Spotify playlist that I play every morning on my way to uh, school. Um, it's the song's called Ballin' by DJ Mustard and Roddy Rich. It's been out for probably about three weeks now. Um, I've I've been listening it to it since it dropped. At first, I didn't like it, but it grew on me after I started listening to it a little more. You know, Roddy Rich, I actually do end up. At the end of the day, I do I, I do like him. Um, I like his I like his voice. I like I like how what he what he what he talks about. You know, um, but I don't like I said I don't have a story like that. You know, it's just a catchy tune um, that I that I enjoy personally. Great. Well, that's all you need, really. There's no other explanation needed for that. Oh, yeah. I was surprised you weren't going to pick uh, Hot Shower. Hot Shower by, by uh, Chance the Chance the Rapper? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, what a guy, man. Don't, let's, let's, hot let's, Shower? Let's, more like Hot Garbage. <laughs> let's not talk about Chance. <laughs> what a shitty song, am I right? <laughs> he was at Northern like last week, though. Yeah, right? he's trash. I saw anyway, him. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to trash. Give me a hug. Uh, we're gonna do, we're gonna do Shazy on Twitter now. Once you see that shit, it'll fuck you up for life. Good luck. Have fun. <laughs> um. So yeah, we're gonna go right into our tweets. So I've I've had a couple, but um, they are like hit or miss. I've had some like weird times on Twitter these days. I've been seeing some stuff that like kind of confused me. First of all, Ben Simmons hit a three pointer in a legitimate game today so that's something um i thought that was really cool um also we are on 
Apple Podcast now. So oh, yeah. check that out. That's a tweet that we released, but I don't know if that really counts. Our, link, on Twitter, our but... link is on our Twitter page, by the way. Yeah. So right now we're all like, yeah, we're all on SoundCloud, Spotify. Spotify. We're on the big, we're on the Apple big three. Podcast. Yeah. Bitch, we made it. We so out. the only thing we've got left is YouTube. So maybe we'll get some video going, but that'd be we'll fun. But um, no, but my one tweet that I wanted to talk about was um, the Bop music video from the baby came out and he brought out the Jabberwockies for oh, the music yeah, video. And um, it's really, really cool. I love the Jabberwockies a lot. But someone on Twitter put, have you ever heard of that meme of like that that uh, lady and she's like talking about Thanksgiving foods and she's like rapping. And she's like, I got green beans, tomatoes, potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, then she put that, they put that song to a beat and put the like the the baby music video of the Jabberwockies dancing to it oh, and it's they're probably awesome. killing it. Yeah, killed probably sync- it. Is it synchronized? It looks yeah, it it's is. synchronized up and it's yeah. sick. So and I love and Thanksgiving's coming around and that song that little like that little video meme is like hilarious. I love that that like song. So yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. But dude, I love that. That's actually pretty funny. Um, for you got any more? Uh, like one more kind of. I mean, if Disney Plus is out and I've got it, so I, I love my old Disney movies like from drop, the 2000s. Drop that password. Drop that password. Yeah, password if you want it. But um, so there was a movie in Disney that we grew up with called Double Team. Do you remember that movie? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me. I saw it, bro. <laughs> so it's about like two twins who are blonde and they play basketball and they yeah blah blah. And so the last play of that movie is like complete bullshit. Like, like. So basically, she gets the ball with five seconds left, and the game's tied. And she gets it at the top of the three-point line, like ma- like magically moves forward somehow. And this is five seconds on the clock too. And like they're slow mowing it, so it makes it seem like the time is slowing down while she's like looking at and like they're cutting she's all like these players. Jump, she's like hustling her feet. She's like shuffling yeah, she's her like, feet. Yeah, she like shuffles so her feet. That's like her. Bro. That's her like move, quote unquote, like her special oh move. God. Did you and watch like, the whole movie? Or did, no, I didn't watch the whole movie, but the tweet is a guy. He's breaking, like, yeah, he, he breaks, breaks it, down. it down. He's like, I'm gonna break down the the final play, and he's just like, Yep, she's not going anywhere. Nope. All right, time's out already. What travel. is like travel? Okay, <laughs> like like a girl what like a jumps up to man. contest, and he's like, Yep, that girl just flew by her. I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> like, and he's just super monotone <laughs> and hilarious, dude. So I recommend everyone go checking that out because like that's I love when people just rip like these cringy ass Disney movies. Yeah, so. You should pin that to your profile. I did. I did. I retweeted it. So go, yeah. go watch that. That's a good one. Um, I mean, for me, um, just literally a couple hours ago, um, I believe the Bulls were playing the Pistons tonight. Derrick Rose is back in uh, in uh, the United Center tonight. Um, and it looks like uh, Luol Deng, Joakim Noah, John Lucas III, and a couple other homies rented out a VIP box. And um, they're all there. And uh, obviously Chicago gave them a, a bunch of love. And it was really cool to see, you know, obviously our 2000, 2011 to 2015-16 um nba roster you know like come back come back to chicago you know at least like there's there's no love lost between between the city of chicago and the players you know different it might be different when we talk about front offices and stuff but they they they're interactive with the fans joakim noah's loving it john lucas looks like a beast he looks like a he looks like a he looks like a corporate businessman in this picture. Uh, Luol Deng's looking good. You know they all look healthy, so it's cool to see that everyone's doing all right. Yeah, it's interesting that <laughs> like that's one of the teams that 
probably like in history that has like stayed close that hasn't won a championship but is still really close yeah dude, like, they're all brothers you can tell yeah they're brothers and it's so crazy like how that bond happened but you know it's that's cool to see that it's they even, all it's even shittier how it got torn apart but that's none yeah. of my business yeah. um my next tweet is actually really funny so kanye west ended up meeting with joel osteen out in texas not too long ago and mm-hmm. he brought his daughter what's what's the daughter's name north north yeah he brought northwest out there and um he the the picture on twitter is uh joel olstein i don't know if you know who he is he's a very very uh uh very very christian he's a christian yes. pastor for yes for, for, yeah. he's a televangelist he's got his own, yeah he's got his own yeah he's got his own television network and stuff the joel olstein <laughs> channel very 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 odd guy not too big of a fan of him he's a little weird I'm not um so anyway him and kanye are talking together classic two weird dudes just yucking it up and um there's a picture the picture is joel osteen talking to kanye kanye's just listening north is looking up at the cameraman or whatever whoever's talking and kim kardashian is just lurking in the background and it's so funny because um (laughs) the the caption is uh look how kim dressed and then like you look in it and then obviously kim kardashian's like dressed like appropriately no appropriately wow so she's like she's dressed up like basically in like a in like a, uh, a business a woman's business suit basically but it's like an olive green but it looks a little baggy you know i think that might be their style though the kanye style um but anyway so then someone recaptioned it and said kim <laughs> kim's dressed like the number four pick in the 2000 the yeah, 2002 NBA draft yeah that was so funny to me for some reason i don't know why it's just it, it makes so much sense though because back then you look at it and the jerseys and shit were or like not the jerseys the suits back then were so baggy dude i know i know it's, it's, it's too goofy it's funny that like if you look back on it and stuff yeah i mean and then i'm trying to think uh what is there <laughs> she's dressed like kim jong-un or something what yeah she heck? literally yeah she's literally dressed like a like a like a goon um anyway the my last one though um and then i'll be done is uh the miles garrett drama you know with uh mason rudolph and stuff um this kid who uh on twitter is allegedly stating that uh, mason rudolph bullied him in high school um, oh i saw that yeah didn't even get up, the high school right yeah he ended up quoting uh <laughs> he ended up quoting what happened over like this past week you know on what was it monday night the fight mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, this kid, this kid's name is Nick G and he goes, and he says, I went to high school with Mason. He's the bully. Um, he threw me in the porta potty and kicked it over with, with all of his football buddies. Uh, he made me lick the urinals and he stuck a spork in my ear at lunch and my ears bled prick. And I think that's just like, I, I don't know. Like, I think, I think Twitter read it more as of a, as a comedic type of standpoint, or I think like a, a comedic oh, situation. No, I think they, I think they read it as a serious accusation. I I don't know because I'm reading. Obviously, you know, there's people on the that on got the, a lot of likes. I think people were like, "Yep, yep, I knew it. Yep, yep." I agreed. mean, maybe that's the case, but I think it's still like something. I could I see know. that. I could see that. Yep. Look at his stupid smug white face. Like stupid face. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's how um, people thought about Mason. But I mean, I don't know. I think Mason Rudolph is kind of a little. He's a little bitch, regardless. Well, so anyway, think... anyway. So yeah, he. Then someone looked up, did a little bit of research, looked up yeah, this guy. Yeah, so they didn't at, even go to the high school, though. Yeah, he was accusing – the guy who was accusing Mason of bullying him has his Facebook uh, and his high school listed on his Facebook, and it did well, not match the high school that that Mason went to. 
So basically, so, my, I was getting to that, but basically, the the kid's kind of a liar, but it's kind of funny still to see because after they were done, like after people did a little investigating, like one of one of the comments is like smells like cap, and he like found like that's the picture that they showed, and um, and. <laughs> now people are like now people don't even know what to believe you know it's like one of those things on twitter where it's like you know those kids are bullied by like you know or they get they get beat up by people but then it turns out the kids like actually like he he kind of has it coming i'm not advocating you know go beat up people for saying mean things to you but you know it's a it's a it's a fine liar it's a fine line exactly i don't think mason i mean i don't know Mason, know, he Mason just he looks like a he looks like I'm just know. saying if it, whenever no, a guy no. he just uh, looks like top, someone I would I would punch in the face. Those top recruits dude, I had like, Miles Garrett himself. the shit out of him. Those top recruits pretty pretty much carry themselves well and they have to because if they don't they're gonna lose their scholarship chances. So I, I doubt that he was doing all that stuff. But anyway, I don't know the background of that, but um I digress. But uh, okay, well, I have one last shout out before we go here at the end of the episode. Obviously, we just got an Apple uh, podcast, so go check that out on Apple. We're on Spotify now too, plus SoundCloud, so we're on all three platforms. So go give us a listen on any of those. We appreciate any of the Sorry. listens. Um, done it without you all. Yeah, no, we appreciate it so much. And uh, the merch, obviously, you know, uh, is out there if you guys are interested in the quarter zip. So just let me know about that. Um, but I'd like to make one shout out. So uh, last weekend I do a little side job sometimes at this um, this wedding um, catering place. It's a wedding hall, and I just I serve tables. I help um, the owners like 65, and I can't tell her I'm not coming in because I feel really bad. But so I do that some some weekends when I'm not going out. And um, yeah, so I was at this wedding, and this girl, one of the guests, that was the date one of the dates of the grooms. It was, a, it was the groom's brother that she was a date of, and she came up to me. She had been drinking a little bit. She was 20, I think, or 21, one of those two, and she's, like, at the bar, and I'm behind the bar, too, and she was, like, hey, like, leaning at the bar, and I was, like, oh, what's up, and she's, like. Were you bartending? No, I was, like, I was just chilling with the bartender at the time, one of my friends. Like, we, the night was almost over, oh, and uh, we were just hanging out behind the bar talking, and she had been there, and she just, she just started eating cherries and was just lingering the whole time. We like make conversations sometimes, but not all the time. We were just like me and my buddy would like turn away and be like, "Dude, what the fuck is going on?" <laughs> like, tell her to fucking leave. She was pretty cute though. Um, but yeah, but I was going to leave and go to like finish up cleaning up for the night, and she was like, she came up to me and was like, "Hey," and I was like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" And she was like, "What's your name?" And I was like, she was pretty drunk, so I was like, "What's your name?" And I was like, uh, "Drew," and she's like, "Oh, my name's Ashley." And I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> like, nice to meet this you, all Ashley. sounds so gross. Nice to meet you, Ashley. Like, that's great. She's like, yeah. Um, she's like, you're cute. And I was like, oh, like, yeah, okay, thank you. But, like, didn't you come in with someone? Aren't you someone's date? And she was like, dude, this girl. She was like, yeah, no, like, I did. Um, I was like, okay, well, like, where's your boyfriend at? She's like, well, technically we're not together like we're not dating and i was like okay well <laughs> ashley thank you so much for your time like i'm not about to like get i'm not about to like get my job fired because like the groom's brother's like you're one of your workers was hitting on my girl like <laughs> so i'm like i gotta go but ashley if you're out there like hit me up like you know i'm totally down well you know we should make it happen if you're you know you're not talking to that guy because you're pretty cute so um yeah i just want to give that shout out so 
All right, lover boy, I think it's a good time to, to call it tonight. <laughs> All right. I think we should leave on that now, but I wanted to get that across because I thought that was a funny story. So anyway, um, yeah, so we're going to leave now, but uh, we'll be back next week, um, hopefully with some guests. We've got some good ideas, some fun ideas for you guys for the next episode, so stay tuned for that. Gentleman.